Welcome to Achieve More, the high-performance transformation podcast, where we discuss tactical, easy-to-use ways to help community and broader public sector organizations, teams, and individuals to transform and achieve higher performance. I am your host, Michael Scheel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I help people and teams find their vision, learn how to overcome their barriers, improve, and transform their lives and organizations and achieve so much more. All right, everybody, welcome to episode eight, setting your project foundations, the first phase of any project. So where this topic came from, I often talk about wanting to start my projects with a strong footing. So if any of you have taken a course from me, uh, if any of you have taken completed a project with me, I always talk about before we get to sort of the meat and potatoes of the project, I always want to start with a little mini phase where you set up the foundations for the project, you set up the structure so that the rest of the project will go smoothly. Now I do this no matter what the size of the project. So even if it's a small little two-week project, it's the same sort of things, it's just much smaller that I do for say a six month, a year or two year project. You know, it's kind of like building a house. So, you know, you don't want to get straight to the roof or the top floor before you've made the, the foundations of the house. You got to put the footings in. You got to, you know, lay down the cement or whatever for your basement. You have to have all of that and the structure in place before you can build the walls. It's the same thing as, as planting a garden. You know, when you plant out a really beautiful garden, you don't just start putting in the flowers higgledy piggledy. What you want to do first is sort of plan out where do you want it, make sure there's no weeds. Maybe there's grass there right now. You want to take away the grass, you want to take away the weeds, put in your topsoil, figure out which plants you want to put in and you know, you got to put in the right plants if they're the, you know, if there's too much sun or too much shade or whatever. So you think the, those things through in advance. So by the time you get to doing the really heavy lifting of the project, you've already got processes and structures and stuff in place, and it makes it a little bit easier. Okay, so what do I mean by project foundation stage? It's that first phase of a project where you put in place the controls, the processes, the policies, the approaches that you're going to use to manage the rest of the project. And it's where you put in uh, consistency and structure in place. You also, the other thing that you do during that, that initial stage is you get important project stakeholders on the same page in terms of why you're doing the project, what you're doing, when you're doing it, who's doing it, how, that sort of thing. So if you start off with all of those things, then you've got a really solid structure for the rest of the project. I would say too that, you know, how long is a project foundation stage? Well, for, you know, my bigger projects, you know, like a medium-sized project that's say three to six months long, my my project foundation stage might be only a couple of weeks, two or three weeks probably. If it's a small little tiny little two-week project, you could probably do this in a day. It's just really, it's however long it takes to get some of that work done. And the reasons that I want to do this, uh, before we get to talking about what that work is, I just want to give you the reasons why you want to wait and do this before you get to the meat and potatoes of the project. So, you know, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, um, <clears throat> by doing this this phase properly, you know what you need to do for the rest of the work. One of the challenges that people have when they just start doing project work uh, heavily piggly and they don't think it through is you can get stuck because you haven't done enough pre-work to get to, to the next level of work. And if you think things through in a project foundation stage, you'll know what you need to do and when you need to do it. I think because of that, number two, it's easier to organize your assets and your activities. If you've planned ahead, if you've thought about what are the activities I need to do, what's the information I need, when am I going to do each of these deliverables, you know, you're not doing that work, you're just planning it out. 
then it's easier for you to figure out, okay, I need this asset, I need this resource, I need this sort of thing done by this stage. And that's really useful to have all of that in place. Number three, because you've done those those two things, it's actually easier to get other people to help you. And if you're pressed for time and you're really not sure what you're doing, it's really important to try to get some support. Maybe some of your colleagues, some other stakeholders, etc. And if you've done all of that planning, you can tell them, look, here, I need you at this point in time to do these things. I will be able to get you this as input. And it's much easier to get people to join you when you're organized like that and you've got some structure and you can make it easier for them to help you out. Uh, number four, it makes it easier to deal with project issues and derailments because you've got things planned out. When poop hits the fan, and it absolutely will every single project, if you are organized, it, the, 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 the project derailments aren't as big. The, the risks and issues aren't as, as strong and mighty as they might otherwise be. And that's really important because you can deal with the risks and issues right away, get through them, and then get on with the project. And then finally, because of all of those things I've just talked about, the final really, really good reason for doing this is it saves you time, money, and effort. By using templates and tools that you've created at the beginning, the processes and controls and the policies and the approaches, having that all planned out, having that all sort of figured out and approved makes your life ridiculously easier for the rest of the project. And I talked about this in a podcast last week or a couple of weeks ago where I was talking about how do you save time? How do you find time to do a project? This is how you find time to do a project. You do this project foundations, you put in place the controls, the policies, and the processes that you use for the rest of the project. Guarantee you the rest of your project is going to be much easier than if you don't do that. Okay, so now I just want to move on really quickly to some of the sort of what are the key activities. And this is kind of different for every project, but kind of not. So some of these same things, I've got five or six things that I do every time, regardless of the size of the project. Okay, and the first one of those things that I want to do is confirm your project governance. What is the oversight for your project? Maybe it's just your supervisor, but maybe there's a steering committee. Maybe there's a really senior sponsor that you need to be aware of. Maybe if you're doing this project with a couple of other organizations, maybe it's a, a conglomeration of a couple of people from each organization. Whatever that is, I wanna figure that out at the beginning because as I've said in other, other podcasts, it's important to know who's gonna be the one who signs off that you are done and that you've won the project. And you want those people, you wanna know who those are right off the bat so you can kick off with them, do a kickoff meeting with them and confirm what it is you're gonna be doing. So that's really activity number two that I do. So once I can figure out who that governance oversight is for the project, regardless of how many or who they are, I want to plan and hold a kickoff meeting with them. I want to go over with them. Now, I haven't created any controls really yet, but what I want to do with them first before I do anything else is, is confirm that strategic level view of why are we doing this project? What does the project mean to you, the sponsor or the, the governance person? What do you want to see out of this? because my deliverables need to reflect what it is that you, the signing authority, need to see. And again, if it's just your boss, that makes it really easy. If it's a couple of people, then I get those people together, even on a virtual call, on a Zoom call, and say, hey, here's what I think you're asking for. Is that right? What else do you want? Because this is your time to tell me. I want them to tell me when they want to be engaged in the project. So I'll probably come back to them at a couple of different stages, and I want to get that down. Um, I want them to know what, what, what sort of the main level of activities that I think I'm going to be doing um, for, this, for this project. And I really, at this stage too, at this really early stage, I want to do a whodunin-one. Now, I think I've already done a podcast on this, and if not, I definitely will. But a whodunin-one is sort of who, who gets the final say or authority that the project is completed, 
who gets to say that the project yet you really won that you didn't just complete it but you really knocked it out of the ballpark um and and how you know you're going to be signing off so i want all of that agreed to on the very first day so i know that i can work that into my schedule so that's kicking off with my governance committee uh, the other, the, the the biggest thing that I do really at this stage, uh, step three really is is creating the project controls. So during this stage, I want to create my detailed project plan. Now I might have a bit of a project plan before, but I want to go back and really fill it out. I want to create my risk plan. I want to create my decision log. Whatever it is that you're going to be doing, my status reporting process and templates. Whatever it is, those policies, processes, and templates, I set those up now. One of the things I've talked about in previous uh, in previous projects is if you have other people who are helping you out setting up a process so that they can update you on a regular basis and that saves you time money and effort I would do that right now too. create your project plan pull together your project team and let them know so this is where you do a kickoff with your team and you say here are the activities that I want to do uh, for this project here's what I think the deliverables and the milestones are the timelines here's where you each play a role Get feedback from them. They'll have some good suggestions. Maybe you change things, tweak things a bit. You all agree to that. I always do minutes and I get those minutes. I send them around to everyone and say, hey, we all agreed to, this is what we agreed to. All right, the other really important thing for this particular phase is uh, approval of a project charter. So based upon the way that I do this is I've done my kickoff with the governance committee. I've had input from then. I've had some input from my team. Now I do a finalization of the project charter and I can do, a, I'll do another sort of summary of what a project charter is in a future session, but really it's the thing that outlines what it is you're doing on this project, when and how you're doing it, and it gives you the authority to proceed. So you create that project charter, and then you go get your signing authority to sign it. Again, it could be just your boss, it could be just a one-pager, but whatever, you get that project charter signed off. All right, um, and so that's really the main activities for this phase. Now, the key milestones are the outcomes. I always think, too, about not only activities, but what are the outcomes that you want in each phase? What is it that you want to get to? So you want that project started. So you want that, that authority to move forward. Uh, number two, uh, you've been authorized that you've been authorized to proceed. Not only that you've started, but you've authorized, been authorized by your governance committee to, to go ahead and, and spend the resources and do the work. Uh, number three, that you've had your budget approved, if that's important. Um, sometimes it is, sometimes it's already been approved and you've got no choice, uh, but I always put that in there just to make sure. Number four, your project controls are created uh, and everything is in place. And then number five, your team is set up. So, you know, your project started, your project's been authorized to proceed, you got your budget approved, you got your project controls created, and your team is set up and ready to go. All right, that's everything that I really, mostly what I wanted to say. I've just got a couple of final sort of thoughts here. Uh, number one, this phase doesn't have to be very long. Like I said before, for a three to six month project, it's probably only a couple of weeks. It can be just a few days. However long it takes really for you to just confirm with your governance committee that this is what you're doing, get approval to proceed, create your project controls. Sometimes you can get that all done in a day. Um, number two, uh, you can start some other work, a little bit of other work before you get this done. I try not to do too much work until I get that project charter approved because if they don't approve the budget or the charter, and there's no there's no reason for you to do the work. Then you're just you're doing stuff that you're not going to get paid for, uh, that you're not going to get any sort of support for, anything like that. So it just doesn't make sense. So if you're pretty sure you're getting that charter signed off, and there isn't a problem with that. I I start some of the other work. Maybe I start planning a future state visioning session, or I start collecting some background documents. 
I'm always trying to collect documents and read as much as I can about every project. So maybe I'd start doing some of that while I'm doing some of these things. Uh, and this phase is, and then number three, the final thing I sort of wanted to say as a sort of parting words is, this phase is much easier if you have some templates and tools from a previous project. So if you've done projects before, keep your stuff when you finish a project, keep your project plan, keep your templates, keep some notes, lessons learned about how well it went, what you tweak, etc. Then you can reuse those, to those tools and templates the next time you have a project and it makes it much easier because you've got a ready set set of tools that you can just start off with and you don't have to create stuff from scratch. Okay, everybody, that's everything I wanted to say about uh, setting up your initial project foundations. Uh, I hope this was super useful. If you know anybody else who works in a community or broader public sector setting, and frankly, any setting, uh, that they need some help in terms of figuring out how do I plan and manage projects and, and make the most impact I can on my organization, please share this along. And if you have any questions about it, you can always shoot me a note. And in the meantime, happy project management this week, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Our goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. So if you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. All of that helps others find us and helps us to achieve our goal of inspiring, engaging, and educating people and teams to improve and achieve more. You can also find the show notes to our website on our website at www.scg.team. Anything I reference in today's episode or any important links will be posted there as well. And while you're at our site, you can also subscribe to our weekly email blast so you don't miss it. Thanks again and have a great week.